episode of All the Books. Well, we have we have an intro. Oh, I was doing like a, a news intro, you know? Yeah, but we have a music intro. Breaking the 36th episode of All the Books. Who was that like? I guess, I guess it was kind of a drunk, um, what's his name? Wolf Blitzer? No. Walter Cronkite? No. Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. Yeah, All kind right. of a drunk Tom Brokaw. Okay. Uh, welcome to the 36th 36. episode of All the Books, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. You know, everybody said, 30, you're never going to get to 36. So everybody told us when we started out, they're like, good luck getting past 35. You yeah. never get to 36. Everybody well, being like our loved ones, yeah. our trusted friends I, I'm and here family. to say, naysayers, we made it to 36. Yeah. 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 Who, needs, who needs friends and family when you have a podcast that's 36 episodes 36 in? episodes strong. Yeah. We have 35 episodes that we're friends with already. That's true. We don't need any, yeah. more, any friends. Who needs more than 35 friends? Not me. Not this guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. You couldn't throw a big enough party. Oh, man. I know. All the, all the birthday presents. and uh, It's too yeah. much. Yeah. Anyways, too much. Uh, we talk about books, author news, mm-hmm. literary events. Yeah. So, uh, everything going on. Yeah. Today, I'm, we're going to tackle the, uh, we're going to talk about that stack of books. You probably have a stack of books. Your bedside table. Maybe uh, yeah. maybe in the bathroom for some of you. Maybe in your spare room you got a pile yeah. of yeah. books that you've been wanting to get to yeah. for a long time. So we're going to talk about our piles and what we're trying to bring to the top. Okay. Sounds so, good. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm saying, okay, like this was your idea. No, it was Eric's idea. Yeah. Anybody who listened to 35, he, su- <laughs> he surprised me on air. But you know, I did. I recognized the, the brilliance of the idea, and here we are. Here we are today, episode 36. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find the article that I got this idea from. But guess who? Guess what? what? Can't find it. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for wasting valuable time yeah. telling me that. Uh, well, Eric, let's uh, open up this episode as we always do by discussing what we're currently reading. So, Eric, where is your bookmark? Ah, uh, da 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 Would you like me to tell you where no, my bookmark? is? I got is? it. Okay. All right. I finished Blue Screen. By Dan, Dan, Wells. Dan Wells. Danny Wells. Cyberpunk book and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm of two minds. I, I'm not really of two minds. I guess I just didn't care. Okay. It, it's fine. It's good. I, I wonder... think you were saying last week that like cyberpunk, you never, you yeah. never really got on board with cyberpunk. Well, I mean, I like to. I just mm-hmm. haven't found a book that's done it for me. I understand. I mean, this one's fine. There's, there's some good stuff in it. The ending kind of picks up. Okay. Uh, I don't know. The same thing with the partials books, though, where I read them, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of dull. And then, like, the last hundred pages, I was like, oh, I'm here. Mm. So, I don't know. It's just a lot of world building and info dumping. And this this is young adult? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, it's fine. And it's part of a series. I don't know how many. You, you think know, you, Are you going to stick with it? Or are you Maybe. I read done. all three of the partial books. Okay. And I ended you up... You never liked those, did you? I ended up liking the second one the best. Weird. So, who knows? Maybe now that he doesn't have to do all the world building, I can kind of get on board. But, I don't know, it's just hard sometimes to read YA books and teen characters, and, you mm-hmm. know, cause sometimes well, teens are just, like, annoying. Yeah. I'm like, grow up. Well, I think some, some they, can, they can use that, you know, use, like, a younger narrator to really, like, mine some good stuff. But yeah. I also think there's, there's a tendency to maybe rely on tropes that yeah. are just out there. You know, there's so many, like... And it's true of all ages, but I feel like especially with teen YA lit, that there's there's certain archetypes that, that get used over and over and over yeah. again. So it's probably hard to avoid doing yeah. that, but they should. Yeah. I so. guess all all the characters in it, all the teen characters, like expert hackers and everything. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I've yet to meet I, like a 15-year-old who can really break into the Pentagon's <laughs> interface. So, you know, listeners, yeah. if you are one of those teens, you know, please hack our podcast and let us know. Yeah. And by hack, I mean email us. Yeah, just I was just trying to be just cool. Send us a nice I was trying to wrap a bit with really, our teen listeners. Okay. Um, you think we have a lot of teen listeners? I think we have exclusively teen listeners. We're really hip with the young kids. Are we? Yeah. You know what, though? I mean, your teen anime club is booming. I yeah. Bet, I bet they'd listen because they yeah. love you. Yeah. Every, uh, after every anime club, I, I just get on stage and drop the mic, and there's some explosions, you know, like, and all the kids are like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then That's I like high five all of them down and tell them that they can do it. Okay. It's great. It's uh, it's becoming less of an anime club and more of like a you can do a presentation. Just, okay. Yeah. So, so you're like a motivational speaker. It's, yeah. Sorry okay. to come that way. But with but with perler beads and pocky. Yeah. Okay. yeah and mod pocky. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I'm in. And so right now, yeah, I'm reading "Lest Darkness Fall." I don't like that. By L. Sprague de Camp. 
pretentious title, pretentious name. It's a. I'm gonna. I have to. Let me click on this because I gotta remember when it was written. But it's an older pulpy sci-fi book. Oh well, that sounds fun. Then. Um, it was written in. This says published in 1983, but it seems older than that. Um, yeah, maybe. You oh, you know what? Print. This version must be. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know when it was written. Okay. But <laughs> it's old. It's about a guy. It's about a uh, historian who gets struck by lightning and is sent back to ancient Rome. Okay. And so. Um, he's working off of the idea that time, if time is to be changed, it creates his, it creates alternate timelines. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. So if he starts changing things in the past, it's not going to change the world. It's just going to change that world. Okay. So he's there. He doesn't know how to get back. So he starts just trying to make a living for himself. But he also realizes he's right on the cusp of uh, the Dark Ages. Huh. And so he doesn't want the Dark Ages to happen. Who so would? That's yeah. where the title comes from. So now he's trying to introduce modern technology and stuff uh, in a way he's like that, here's a calculator kind of you know? he, he did he did introduce oh, wait, a, 19, arithmetic 1983 like here's a Betamax player well I think it was even older uh, but he, he, had, he a, the first thing bad. he created was Brandy okay in order to sell it as a the, good the singer yeah he, uh, he introduced the world to Brandy okay uh, and in that sense yeah. also I still know what you did last summer the sequel to yeah, I know what you did last that's summer that's true or uh, the Rodgers and Hammerstein movie with Brandy and uh, yeah Whitney Houston yeah Cinderella was it Cinderella it was Cinderella okay yeah um, but it's, I'm, I'm not sure how this fits into the book yeah it's, it's a fun book it's one of those like uh, I've read some other like older sci-fi books around this era and they're just kind of like they don't waste time on character development no. <laughs> even like no. world building is not so much yeah so it's just like he's I'm on just, a planet. It's blue. Yeah, here's my problem. He, <laughs> so, he's just like, oh, here's brandy. Here's arithmetic. Here's uh, other things I've invented. Yeah, he he invented. Uh, I mean, he had to create copper piping and everything. Wow. He's trying to create paper. He invented the printing press. Wow. So that he take that Gutenberg. Create a newsletter. <laughs> yeah. So he's like stealing all these Jeez. ideas. You know, I'm reading it. And I'm like, yeah, that would be fun. But then I was like. I wouldn't be able to do anything. I'd go back, I'm like, oh, you know what would be good here? A calculator. I read- <laughs> and then I'd be like, well, that's all I can say. One of my, I read, this reminds me of a story I read in, uh, so it was a Jack Finney sh- short story in a collection called The Third Level. It's about a guy who goes back in time and he invents the paperclip and becomes like a millionaire. Right. And then he goes to the future, he's like talking to his friends and they're like, why the paperclip? Why don't you just invent the TV? And he was like, well, I don't know how to invent a TV. I know. But I can bend this wire into a paperclip yeah. and become a millionaire. Yeah, I was thinking like, that. brilliant. In, it's brilliant. Back in Roman age, I'm like, yeah. I, if, even if I went back to the 50s, I think I'd have some problems. Because yeah. then I wouldn't even know what to invest in right. in the 50s. Yeah. Like, hey, is that IBM That's a true. thing yet? Pomade, yeah. probably, for your hair. Maybe sticky notes. That Coca-Cola, would make you, uh, I think, would probably be I don't good. know what the glue is for sticky notes, though. Oh, boy. Me neither. I think, I think this is... You know how there's, like, those doomsday uh, yeah. preparers who are always, like, getting bunkers and stuff ready? I think yeah. you and I need to just research how to invent very simple but successful products like sticky notes. Yeah. So if we're ever set back in time... Boom. I mean, I feel like if I was trapped in the 50s, I would just go to, like, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh-huh. I would befriend a, a young up-and-comer named Elvis Presley. Yeah. And I'd just, every day, I'd be like, hey, Elvis, could you sign this? Like, <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. Come here. <laughs> Who do I make this out to? Yeah. And then, that's it. I just put him in a vault. You put Elvis in a vault? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, he's on an island somewhere now. But yeah. no, I just put the, yeah. the stuff. Would you try to change, like, crazy things in history? I feel like you couldn't. I feel like you couldn't be like, Elvis, don't die, because like in some way he will. And yeah. also like you'd have to be like, Well, I know this bad this attack is gonna happen here. And they're like, oh. Well, how do you know? And you're that's, like, Frick. that's very HG Wellesian of you. Yeah. That's, that's how HG Wellesian. A little bit of um, time travel. What's the Stephen King book that's now the show on Hulu? Eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, it's a little bit of that too. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Interesting. I'm I'm excited for when you and I time, time travel. travel. I know. Yeah. I think we're gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Would you travel so. in the future? Would I don't you think prefer so. no. time travel where you travel in a machine and so now you're there physically yeah. and if you go to a point in time, it could be two of you? Yeah. Or just like those 80s, or not even 80s comedies, like those few comedies where you go back in your own body. You're like, yeah. oh no, yeah. I'm 12 again. Right. I'm going to have to live middle school all over again. Yeah. And then, <laughs> that's that's yeah. no good. I feel like I want to go into the past. I think I'm yeah. more interested in that than the future. Yeah? So does that mean I'm depressed? I don't know. I guess I just want. <laughs> I guess I just want to like go like see a Sunny and Cher show and like, yeah. I get it. Yeah, you know. see them in their prime. Yeah, yeah. Break the seal on like Elvis's yeah. first record. I mean, 
Yeah, it, I, I think it'd be cool to go to the future, but whatever. Anyways, yeah. I'm enjoying this book. I don't know how accurate it is in terms of its Roman history, okay. but it's fun so far. Right. I read a lot. I just wanted to keep reading. Hmm. So, Last okay. Darkness Fall. It's L. Well, it must be Sprague. Sprague de Camp. Okay. Well, I feel bad that I made fun of it. Do we have this here, or is this from your personal collection? This is from my personal collection. Ooh, in fact... From the Mickles vaults. Th- the reason I got this book is because, I, told, I said this before, but Dungeons & Dragons has oh a... Oh, boy. A reading appendix. Yeah. Appendices? Uh, is that what you say? Whatever you like. Uh, that Gygax had... The guy who... Gary Gygax. Gary Gygax, who had created... And we do have his biography yeah, in our great. books, and yeah. it's been weirdly popular, yeah. so... Uh, but in the book, in Dungeons & Dragons, there's the appendices sure that says like all the books that influenced the creation of Dungeons and Dragons and this is one of them mm-hmm. so and I had grabbed like four of them at a used bookstore one time four like different that's books cool. from it so yeah uh, that's how I discovered um, in uh, Richard Russo's uh, Bridge of Sighs one of my favorite books he kept talking about H. Ryder Haggard yeah. his character loved to read those so I went and started reading H. Ryder Haggard is that like one of those bridges where when you drive over it kind of sounds like it's singing Except when you drive over, it's just a sigh, a very uh, bored sigh. No, it's just a book. Oh, okay. yeah, it's just a book. So like, you don't drive over the bridge and hear a. <sighs> no, no. But anyway, now I'm an H. Ryder Haggard fan. He wrote like Alan Quartermain, all that stuff. Oh, King wow. Solomon okay, Science. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So are you closing your the the book? I'm closing my book on the book, on the book I know That makes sense. Closing. I know. I'm sorry. Well, I have a lot of graphic novels because. I'm an election inspector, so I worked the primary, and okay. I was there a long time, and I read a lot of graphic novels. So let me tell you what they are. Yeah, you did. I finished Superman Red Sun, as you've been trying to get me to do for years and years. Yeah, man. So I did it. Has I it been years? I enjoyed it. Ugh. I enjoyed it. So I thought gorgeous. it was fun. I didn't love it as much as you do, but I did like it. Yeah. Uh, from our collection, I read Star Trek Volume 2. Ooh. This is the second volume of IDW's ongoing Star Trek series set with the new movie. New movie's coming out in July. Is that right? I don't know. I think so. Anyway, new new Star Trek <laughs> movie coming out in July. So we got lots of vintage Star Trek stuff in the collection, so check that out. I also read the final volume of the Nightwing series, volume five, Setting Sun. Not great. And I feel like the the first five volumes are really setting up this new story arc, and then I feel like they just scrap it. And it goes to the Grayson book, which we have in adult graphic novels, Grayson yeah. volume one. So yeah. further adventures of the Dick Grayson character. <laughs> also from our collection, I read Star Wars Chewbacca. One of the new uh, new graphic novel oh, yeah. series. Pretty good. Finally, it's, Chewbacca gets his I know. time in the sun. Well, it's not epic like the other ones. It's just like a little mini like side quest. It's, it's a quick read. It's worth reading. And then I read the second volume of Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol, The Painting That Ate Paris. And it was crazy. That's weird. Yeah. Grant Morrison is always so down to earth. Straight up crazy. Yeah. As for what I'm currently reading... We might have to do a Grant Morrison spotlight I just guess because we've talked to. so much about him. Does he write prose? Has he written any novels? He wrote that one about superheroes, yeah. which was kind of a biography and also just kind of crazy. Yeah, I would assume. So uh, I'm still working through Blonde. I keep uh, reading big chunks of it and then putting it down. Yeah, you think you would have finished it by right now? Well, it's huge. It's huge in, in depth. In a way, I hope Joyce Carol Oates isn't listening because she'd be very upset and disappointed. Okay, me. first of all, of course she's listening. Yeah, I know. Second of all, she would understand that I'm just savoring it and not rushing through it. Oh, yeah. I'm also reading, speaking of people coming to the library... I'm also reading Alexander McCall Smith's number one ladies detective agency. What do you mean, people coming to the library? Well, Eric, I'm glad you asked. Uh, noted author Alexander McCall Smith will be coming to the David A. Howe Public Library on October 20th for a talk and book signing. So if you are a fan, you love it. If you want to be a fan, we've got tons of his books. Check yeah. them out. And uh, you will be able to meet him afterwards. There will be a ticketed reception. So I'm reading Blonde and number one ladies detective agency. Then for something a little lighter... I've picked up uh, Christian Byers' Protectors. It's a uh, Star Trek Voyager book. Oh, okay. A little bit of light sci-fi for me. And then I'm reading uh, from our collection, Volume 2 of Kevin Smith's Green Hornet Run, which I love for some reason. Okay. And that's pretty much it for me. Are you ever going to read any books? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> so, book, book news. Now, yeah? Before we launch into book news... How, how'd, just, you seg- how'd you segue into that? I, I, I just mean, said book twice. Oh, yeah. awesome. So you asked me if I was reading yeah. books, and I said book, book news. And you should be, you should be like a DJ and then yeah. segue your songs. Can yeah. I tell you, I am never more... Like, you could be a magician, and yeah. you wouldn't impress me as much if you like made a building disappear, and it was in Antarctica the yeah. next day. But a DJ like segueing from a song to another song and not yeah. having me notice, yeah. that's the thing that Suddenly would impress me more. It's magic, yeah. I know. Yeah. It is magic. You can lift a car over your head, and I'm like, okay, but can you get... Uh, yeah, can you make these two beats yeah. sync up? <laughs> yep. 
All right, so on to book news. Now, before we break into what's coming out, the Pulitzer Prize has been announced. Yeah, so we have a way lot to go, uh, Lin-Manuel. We've got, yeah. So the winner for fiction, general fiction, The Sympathizer by, oh boy, Viet Thanh Nguyen? I don't know. Oh, it's not so easy, uh, is it? Uh, it isn't layers. It isn't easy. A layered immigrant tale told in the wry confessional voice of a man of two minds and two countries, Vietnam and the United States. Okay. So we actually don't have this in our collection, but we've Ooh, ordered, we've, is that an adult book? Yeah. Oh, then it would be your fault. Yes. We don't have it. Yes. Okay. We ordered it and it's coming. Oh, uh, winner for drama, Hamilton by Lynn Manuel Miranda. If you're listening- and that means uh, the founding father, Alexander Hamilton. Right. So if you've been wait, listening wait, wait, to this podcast at you. all, you know that Eric is a huge fan of this musical. We have the uh, we have the soundtrack. We have the book that he drew inspiration from. Uh, we have the uh, sketchbook I did, just out there. Just some of the tables. Just my own sketchbook. fan art of so, Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton is the subject of this musical. Yeah, and it's basically. I mean, there's no dialogue, right? It's just all. I mean, there's some dialogue, okay. but it just focuses. He, there's very little he, dialogue. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, a, there's a lot of singing. Pulitzer listed as a landmark American musical about the gifted and self-destructive founding father yeah. whose story becomes both contemporary and irresistible. So there was a want, million things he hadn't done. If you want to tune in to uh, Hamilton, check it out. It's in our CD collection. Yeah. Pulitzer Prize for History went to Custer's Trials, A Life on the Frontier of a New American by T.J. Stiles. Mm -hmm. This is a rich and surprising new telling of the journey of the iconic American soldier whose death turns out not to have been the main point of his life. Okay. Hmm. This was originally in the biography category, submitted as a biography, and the Pulitzer board was like, no, this is going to win for history. Okay. (laughs) So they push it into history. The winner for biography was Barbarian Days, A Surfing Life by William Finnegan. That was the sound of the desk. Nick moved the desk. That was that sound. Winner for biography. (laughs) Okay. Barbarian Days, A Surfing Life by William Finnegan, a finely crafted memoir of a youthful obsession that has propelled the author through a distinguished writing career. Hmm. And... Finally, oh, sorry, two more. Poetry, huh. The Ozone Journal by Peter Balakian. Poems that bear witness to the old losses and tragedies that undergird a global age of danger and uncertainty. Okay. Was that really April Balakian is... or was that Blake? No, it was Balakian. Okay. And uh, that's, that's particularly relevant because April is poetry month. It is. So, great time to read it. Finally, there's the article. I really mean final. Uh, okay. General nonfiction, Black Flags. The Rise of Isis by Joby Warwick, a deeply reported book of remarkable clarity showing how the flawed rationale for the Iraq War led to the explosive growth of the Islamic State. So there's, uh, there's your Pulitzers for this year. There's a couple on here. I would like to read the Custer book. I would like to read the Sympathizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, those sound particularly interesting to me, particularly Custer, but I'm a history buff. So you know. okay. Anyway, so that's what we got coming out in the way of Pulitzer Prize winners. Cool. Ah, and our advance notices. So was here, that the bridge of size? Yeah, it was the bridge <laughs> of size. So, because it was actually a bridge between two parts of the segment. So, yeah, yeah, that was there, great. There's your definition. We're learning a lot. Uh, this that one, was a, technically a segue then. Yeah. Oh, and a callback. So now we're going to tell you some books that are coming out. I'm going to tell you some that are coming out long down the road in our book news segment. Eric's going to tell you things coming out in the next couple of days. One might say mine are more important because it's more relevant. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. One would you view. would you rather hear about the bombs that are going to drop today or the bombs that are going to drop two years from now? It's a good point. But also, I like to know like, oh, this book is coming out in two months, so I better clear some space. I better fly through these books I want to read. It's a good thing we're doing that segment today. So I know it'd be great. This is one that I think you should take note of. Ooh. Because it is a YA book. Okay. Uh, got by a noted adult author. I got my pen. Got my. So shirt. coming out. May 10th. May 10th. So just a little bit of ways. Okay. We have book number six in the Theodore Boone series. This is called The Scandal by America's Storyteller, John Grisham. John Grisham. Yeah, John Grisham's The Scandal. This is Theodore Boone, book six. I know we have the first several. I don't know yeah. if we have them all. Yeah. I think I've read maybe the first three or four. It's a fun series. It's uh, John Grisham trying his hand at YA, and it actually, I think, does pretty good. I know when we talked about uh, Robert Parker's YA, you felt like it was just adult books about teenagers With a teen, yeah yeah i uh theodore boone actually does a really he, he does a really good job grisham does yeah, he's a teen lawyer yeah and keeping these and he's not actually a lawyer he just knows about the law because his parents are lawyers come again but uh anyway so that's coming out may 10th so i will read it so why is he called kid lawyer it's just 
a gimmick. Does he ever go to cases? Like, does he ever go to court? Well, he has gone to animal court because you don't have to be a lawyer in animal court. So. What is animal court? It's, you know, it's a court about animals. Tell me there's like an elephant judge. No. And like a turtle defendant and he comes up, he's like, well. No, there was just one where like a a llama was spitting on someone and so they were trying to get the llama like sent away or whatever. And Theodore Boone represented them. Anyway, that's not interesting. So So I'm going to represent animals. You're telling me a court filled with animals wouldn't be interesting to you. It would be. It would be. Uh, I think so. So let me tell you what we have coming out. (laughs) I just imagine doing the polling for the jury and like, I don't know, in a murder trial, it's just a bunch of sharks in the jury. Yeah. Well, they hope they're sharks. Yeah. You know, for a murder trial. <laughs> uh, Danielle Steele. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Is she a witch? I need to know. What do you mean? Because I she just, just writes things? Yeah, it's just constant. It is yeah. just constant. Yeah. How'd she do it? What if Danielle Steele is actually like hooked up to a computer and so now instead of typing, she's, uh, she skipped it all and she's now just thinking into the computer? Age wise, I think that works out. So, oh wow, she's only been publishing since 1981. Only. Wow. That's good. You're you were born in 1981. Wow. Is that right? No, I was born in 1983. Right. How come you like Back to the Future uh, so much? You would have only been two. Yeah, I know. I remember the. I remember like the sequels coming out. To be fair, I was. I would have only been two or three when the last movie came out. So, and I still was ridiculous. So, Danielle Steele's (laughs) new novel coming out. July 5th, so all of you Steelheads. Is that what you call yourself? I think you call them... Uh, Steelers? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelies? No, no, no. It's different. I don't know. Oh, well. That. The appropriately titled Magic. Because it's the only way she could publish this much. Yeah. yeah. Through the use of magic. Oh, so oh, Magic, a novel. Magic. A dazzling contemporary novel that vividly portrays the glamorous white dinners that occur annually in Paris. And the ups and downs of three interconnected couples for whom the dinners have become a tradition. From number one New York Times best-selling author... Danielle Steele, coming out July 5th. All right. Oh, I got a little Casey case on there for a minute there. Did you hear that? Yeah. America's Top 40. Yeah. Oh, boy. J.R. Ward. J.R. Ward. Now, here's an interesting one. We've talked about J.R. Ward a little bit because we don't know how to classify most of her books. Are they yeah. sci-fi? Are they romance? We don't know. Yeah. This is simple because it's just historical fiction. Yeah, but is there magic in it? I don't think there is magic in it. I, okay. I don't see any magic whatsoever. Because if there's magic in stuff, then it's alternate history. I know. <laughs> so coming out on July 26th of this year, we have The Angel's Share. This is number two in the Bourbon Kings series. Number one New York Times bestselling author J.R. Ward delivers the second novel in her Bourbon King series, a sweeping saga of a southern dynasty struggling to maintain a facade of privilege and prosperity while secrets and indiscretions threaten its very foundation. Coming out July 26th, the angels share. All right. Uh, Finally. Oh, boy. I haven't even gotten to large print, so. Yeah. Uh, Finally. Hold on. I just got to call up Humphrey Bogart and tell him that you're uh, taking his last name. Paul Wilson, F. Paul Wilson, has a new novel, Panacea, coming out. Two secret societies vie for control of the ultimate medical miracle, Panacea. In the latest novel by New York Times bestselling author, F. Paul Wilson. I am not familiar with this author, I gotta say. I don't, do, you, do you recognize that name at all? Uh, I don't recognize a lot of names. Okay, well I guess I don't have to admit my ignorance live on it's the air. F.P.? F. Paul. F. Paul. Yeah. Wilson. Yep. So, if you're an F. Paul Wilson fan, look out. July 5th, not. new novel. Uh, coming out in large print, I got two little uh, uh, tasty morsels for you coming out in July. All right, I'm just going to... We have The Island House, a novel by Nancy Thayer. Hmm. The charms of Nantucket tempt a woman to leave her established life in Kansas City, but with a piece of her heart and a love interest in each world, she discovers she must look within to choose the right path. So, you large print fans, large print listeners, coming in July. Finally, we have Her Outlaw Heart by Samantha Hart. Ah, I don't get it. Heart by Heart? No. Can He Tame Her Outlaw Heart? Wyoming Territory, 1879. Corbett Harlow believes in the law above all else. As the local marshal, he's been trying to rid his territory of criminals for his entire career. But when he takes young Jody McHugh into custody, he is rendered helpless by the beauty and spunk of this pretty outlaw. Well, that's a movie right there. Yeah. That's a movie. Yeah. Samantha Hart, call your agent, because I think you got, you're on fire here. What's the big one? 500 pages. Uh, It's coming out from Centerpoint Large Print, so we will have this in July. Nice. All right, Eric, what do we have coming out in the very near future? Uh, Yeah, all right, so these are some books that are coming out sooner than five years from now. Nick? Uh, Just a couple of months. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's 
like almost five years. Yeah. I guess the difference is you're doing what anybody could do, and uh, I'm providing insight into the yeah. future of the publishing yeah. world. But I'm, I'm the you know, everyman. To eat its own. I'm not really the everyman. I'm so glad you didn't notice I said to eat its own instead of to each its own. <laughs> that would have been embarrassing. All right. All right, podcasts. All these books are coming out April 26th. Hey, I'm going to demonstrate to you uh, listening while the other one's talking. So just, just see. See, well, what, see how I'm talking and reading, how can I watch? See how it feels. Okay. Okay. All right. We've got a lot of nonfiction here. This really? is a dead week. May, there's a lot of books coming out, hmm. but I think no one cares for the last week of April. Really? They don't care at all? Yeah. Sad. Uh, so I guess I'm going to read... Please don't say self-help books. I hate when you do self-help really? books. Really? I do. Sometimes it. it's all there is, man. All right. All right. Let's just... I, I thought there was a... Uh, I know I said I was going to listen, but now I just kind of <laughs> okay. now I just kind of want to sing "Hit Me, Baby" one All more right, time. Here's a book I think you you I want to read. Um, it's actually a book I think you need to read. My loneliness is killing me. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's listening. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're right. I just was... no. Go ahead. Now this title here more apropos for you. Okay. The ideal team player. <gasps> oh, hey. How to recognize and cultivate the three essential virtues. Yeah. Oh, I wish they would just put the three essential virtues on the cover. Yeah. And then I could just be like, well. Cool, I'll read about those later. Then but, you'll know. Well, yeah, but I could also just open the book and look at the introduction. It'd be like, listening, yeah. dancing, cooking. Now you you're heard, a team You player. heard it here, folks. Listening, dancing, and cooking. The three teen, what is it, virtues? Uh, the three essential virtues of being a team player. Yeah, cooking. Yeah. Oh, that's by Patrick... Uh, Warburton. Yeah. No, no it's, it's not uh, Patrick Warburton. Cassini. Okay. Uh, Desk Bound, Standing Up to a Sitting World by man. Kelly Starrett. Yeah. Man, oh man. You better stand up for this bit of news. <laughs> I shouldn't have made a point of listening to yeah. this because this is dead boring. Hey, the facts are in. Sitting literally shortens again. your life. Uh, did you know that? Sitting shortens your life? Yeah. And oh I think gosh. they're being a little ironic in terms of like you're, you look shorter. Man, if you work in a toll booth, look, you're going to live like 15 is, years. This is a number one bestseller in exercise and fitness injury prevention. Okay, they made up that category just to make it a bestseller list. Oh, probably. What, hey, What's, what's been selling in exercise and fitness injury prevention lately? <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. It's, it's going to be a big competition there. Yeah. All right. What? You know what? I've never looked at these categories. This is crazy. What is What is a Dog by Raymond uh, Coppinger. It's a number one bestseller in mammal zoology. Wow. That's all. Yeah. You love mammal zoology. That's true. I guess you love all zoology. Hey, speaking of which, tell them about the Zoomobile. Uh, yeah, so it's a uh, mobile zoo. Coming here to the David A. Howe Public Library yeah. on May 12th. We'll be talk- they'll be talking about zoo careers. Yeah. So. We're excited. They've been here before. They've been here a couple times before, but it's been quite a while. Okay, the last yeah. time was maybe 2011, so oh, right. we're happy to have them back. Yeah, they'll be excited. They're talking about careers you can do in a zoo besides being a zookeeper. Yeah. Hope some of them are just like... Uh, an elephant, just be yeah. An elephant. Somebody just follows a peacock, yeah. with a little broom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think you can answer this question without reading this book? What oh my is gosh. a dog? I would love to. What is a dog? Yeah, man's best friend. You've, you've written the book. Oh my gosh! We just saved our listeners eighteen seventy. Great. Hey, while we're talking about it, a special shout out to my little dog Arbuckle. Hi, boy. Who's a good boy? You want to say hi to Scooter? Hi, Scooter. That's uh, it. Get out of the trash. That's all you got. Get out of the trash, Scooter. Wow. Okay, that's real. So, um, Are We Smart Enough to Know How Smart Animals Are by Franz DeWall. It's a number one bestseller in zoology. The so nanny? maybe you were looking in zoology, mm. and then for the what is dog, you, you tra- you're like, oh, I'm in zoology, but what about mammal zoology? Yeah. Well, these are, this is the number one bestseller in zoology. Wow. Do you think we're smart enough to know how smart animals are? I don't think we are. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. So, um... Like, my dog Arbuckle, for example loves and really seems to get the show Mad Men. So <laughs> I don't I don't know. Yeah. I mean, is he just constantly he's like pretty smart. His, his behavior is so self destructive. Yeah, right, right. Why doesn't he just reach out yeah. to those who love him? That's yeah, exactly what he says. Okay. Yeah. Um you might be interested in this. I this doubt is the it. last nonfiction but it's a biography. Okay. Uh Mockingbird, a portrait of Harper Lee from Scout to Ghost at a Watchman. Nah. Really? Are you done with Harper Lee now? I don't know. I mean I was never really like You've been on such a kit. Have I? I don't think so. You read To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah. And then you read Ghost at a Watchman? Yes, I have read every book she's ever published. Yeah. So, so. anyways, this is by Charles J. Shields. Okay. So, who knows if he's an actual authority. But yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm skeptical yeah. about. But so. Maybe he is. Chuck, good for you. 
Yeah, I think he goes by Charles. Does he go by Charles? Okay. Yeah, he might even go by C.J. Shields. All right. Oh, that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. All right. Uh, did we talk about her before? You got to give me uh, a name. Christine Feehan has a new book coming yeah, out. Yeah, Chris, Christine Feehan. All right. Firebound. It's a Sea Haven novel. Firebound! Yeah. What was the book we talked about? I feel like we just talked about I can't about remember. Her. Yeah, she's, she writes a lot, too. A lot of hers come out in paperback, too. Uh, maybe it was Dark Promises. Uh, popular. Cap- Cap- she's a, she, maybe it was she's a popular writer. author. The point is, mass market paperback, keep yeah. an eye out for Firebound. I wonder what that means. Firebound! Yeah. So, it's funny, because Sea Haven, but Firebound. Yeah, Firebound in the Sea Haven. Yeah. <laughs> the Sea Haven's on fire. Um, Hideaway, an Eve Duncan novel. By oh, Irish Johansson. Irish Johansson, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's all. I've just read one. Which one? Uh, Finding Eve, Silencing Eve. I don't know, something like that. Uh, well, again, the last line of Hideaway is, with enemies closing in from all sides, Hideaway is a high-octane thriller that fans will not want to miss. Oh, okay. So that didn't really tell you anything about the book. No, it told you nothing but at all. it's high-octane. It is high-octane, yeah. uh, John Sanford has a new book coming out. Hey. Sanford and Son? Bum, 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 bum. You're not going to sing it with me? No. Bum, 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 no. Oh. This is book 26 of 26. This is part of his Prey series. Do you, do you, can you guess I, I, what I type of Prey this is? I don't think it's 26 of 26. I think there will be more. Right, but yes. <laughs> is this book? is the 26th book. Oh, what kind of Prey? Um, yeah. Forbidden. Nope. I. Do you think he's done Forbidden Prey yet? Jungle. Nope. Uh, malignant. <laughs> okay. Extreme Prey by uh, John oh, Sanford. Oh, I was right there. Yep. New oh, Lucas boy. Davenport thriller. Lukey D. I think he just goes by Lucas. Lucas D. All right. And then YA book. Uh, yeah. Maggie. And the cat. Boy. Stive? Stive batter? Hmm. Uh, the Raven King. This is The Raven Cycle book four. What's that? I don't know. Raven. She, she's written other books in this series. They're very popular. They're always off our shelves. Like okay. The Dream Thieves, Blue Lily, Lily Blue. Speaking of The Dream Police. The Raven Boys. Cheap Trick has a new album out, and we got it in our system, folks. I guess that wasn't so much like a, a segue. Yeah. As a, it just made me think of Dream Police by Cheap Trick. Right. And they have a new album out. So. And the Dream Police, yeah. they are inside of my head. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was book news. Okay. So you did not show me listening. I think I did. Mm. I heard everything you said. I could repeat it back. Okay. Mammal Zoology. Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. Christine Feehan. Yeah. The Raven book. Yeah. All right. So, you hit all the key points. Yeah. You want to get onto the New York Times bestsellers list? I sure do. I'm excited to hear right. what number the Nightingale is this week. <laughs> All right, so oh, uh, we've switched how we do this. I used to just do print and e-books, but it caused a little bit of controversy in the office. Hey, you know what's fun when you say that every time? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? I don't see... It's the Nightingale you wanted to find, right? Just well, start. it's not in the bottom five. Okay. So... These are the top-selling hardcover fiction. Okay. Because these tend to be the newest stuff. So anyways, yeah, yeah. number 10, okay. Girl on the Train. Snakes on a Plane. Girl. Snakes. Girl. Girl. Uh, on the Train. On a Plane. <laughs> number 9, oh, Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. Hawkins. Number 9, The Fourteenth Colony by Steve Barry, Nick's yes. favorite author. Stop saying that. He's not your favorite I've author? I've never read a Steve Barry book. You have, book. like, all of his books at your house it's, right now. It's just such a weird thing you're it's doing. Just, you've always, like, they're always dog-eared. The next, they're like, they're... the next title you list, I'm going to say is your favorite author. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go really serious about it. Uh, number eight is All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dower. Hey, congratulations. Thanks, man. Your guy, he made it to the, to the top ten. never read anything by him. Oh, stop it. You're being, I... No, you love him. You, Anthony Dower, come on. You have everything he has. Don't you remember... You got it for your birthday, and you were like, I love this, this is my favorite author. Don't you remember I, that? That's not my favorite author. Oh, no, stop it. Funny. Oh, stop it. You love him. Uh, number seven, Miller's Valley by Anna Quindell. Oh, you love her. I'm, you said you were just going to do it for the last That's one. like your favorite author. <laughs> it's a young woman comes of age during an assault on the land wow. and the people she loves. Wow. That's dark. The Eric Mickles story. All right. Uh, oh, sorry, Nick. Number six. The Nightingale. I just by don't. Kristen Hanna. What do people see in this book? I mean, I haven't read it. Two sisters in World War II France. Oh boy. One struggling no. to survive in the countryside. I the don't other want joined... to hear it. Why do you? Why do you hate it, listeners? If you've read The Nightingale, please send in why you like I it. I don't because know. Because Nick's being weird about it. I just. I'm tired of hearing it. Hey. Um, I mean, 
Uh, Girl on the Train has bounced back because of the movie and people are interested in it. All the Light We Cannot See, I don't know why it's still there. That's, but... co- that's going to be a movie this year, too. Okay, well, there you go. I don't know. I guess I'm just tired Nightingale's of it. Nightingale's only been on the list for 59 weeks. 59. It was on, it was at number eight last week. It feels week. like 59 years. All right, number five, Most Wanted by Lisa Scott, Scott O'Line. I think so. Yeah. Number four, As Time Goes By, Mary Higgins Clark. I still want to read that. Number three, Fool Me Once, Harlan Coben. Ah, ha, ha. Number two, Fool Me Twice, Harlan Coben. Wait, is that true? No. It's okay. number two, The Nest by uh, Cynthia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, I only fooled you once yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. So that's shame true. on me. No, it's if you're no, you fooled me, so shame on me. No. No, shame on you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you, me, and George W. Bush just cannot get this right. <laughs> you you can't fool me. Can't twice. fool me twice. <laughs> uh, number two, The Nest by Cynthia Diaprix Sweeney. Siblings in a dysfunctional New York family must grapple with a reduced inheritance. Okay. Number and one. Number, number one. one. I'm ready. The obsession. By Nora Roberts. Ugh. A woman is haunted by her father's crimes as she tries to pursue love and her work as a photographer. <laughs> huh. Oh, okay. I just want to be a photographer! <laughs> Why are my father's crimes haunting me? <laughs> I'm a still life photographer. That is great. Not a crime a photographer. Perfect, that is a perfect... Um, hey, I didn't get to mention this because we recorded our podcast on Westerns and then the next day they dropped the trailer. For the new um, Magnificent Seven. Oh, really? So, I didn't so, watch it, but a, the new trailer yeah, for the Magnificent Seven is out. A callback to our, our Western. So, what did you think of the trailer? I didn't oh, watch you it. didn't watch it? Yeah. Okay. You know what you, I did watch? Tell me. Today, uh, the newest and possibly last X-Men Apocalypse trailer. Ah, oh, when does that come out? Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Okay. It looks pretty intense. Oh, so, right. uh, Listeners, I don't know if you know this, but I'm an X-Men fan. He's a big X-Men fan, so... Hey, you know what? I want to mention, while, while you bring up our Western podcast, we had a few more responses that we didn't get to because we'd already recorded. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Now's the time, Sherry, Sherry on Facebook suggests the, Hi, cold, the Cold Dish by Craig Johnson, which I believe is one of the Longmire novels. Okay. That show on A&E. No, it's on Netflix. Longmire? No. Anyway. Go ahead. Sherry recommends The Cold Dish by Craig Johnson. Oh. Dars? Dark? D-A-R-C. Good for you. Suggests Ride the Wind by Lucia St. Clair Robson. So two more Western suggestions. Thank you to the two of you for supplying us with some new suggestions. What about Riding the Storm Out? I think that'd by be fine. By Oreo Speedwagon. I think that'd be fine, too. Riding the Storm Out. Yeah. Waiting for the fallout. Ba-na-na-na. I don't know the song. You don't I'm sorry. Know, yeah. I was going to back you up. And All I'm right. Now I'm missing a thing. All right, I'll stop. All right, now, um, now on to our, our pri- would you call this our primary segment? Our, our rotating segment. Our featured segment. Choose your, choose your favorite. I can't. I'm uh, undeclared, so I can't vote in the primaries. Okay. So we're talking about <laughs> our two-read list. Our yeah. two-read list. And your two-read list. Yeah. Listeners. Yeah, your two-read list, too. Hey. So, Eric. You can take the word list. Tell me. And turn it into listeners. Do you count your two-read list as books that you, like, have at the ready and are waiting to read, or just books that exist in the world? Nick, it... Can I be honest with you? I would love that. Can I Can I be frank? I think you should. And I have played a character named Frank. Yeah. Yeah, plays. Officer Frank Smith. Yeah, in Dragnet. In the, in the Dragnet by James Reach. Uh, my to-read pile has gotten insane. Has it? It used. I used to say to myself, and this is just on Goodreads, I used to say, it's not going to go over 100 books. not going to go over 100. I'm at 220. He's at 220, everyone. Yeah. And the, the first book I had, because I've got the date added, and so the oldest... Was in October 2011. Oh my gosh. Is the oldest book I have on here. Well, so this, these are books yours, I but... want to read that are out there. These okay. are books that I own. Okay. Every now and then, because you can, on Goodreads, you can order the position. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, you can. And every now and then I'll do that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to read these next. And then it just doesn't happen. Yeah, boy, shout out to Goodreads. I love it. Yeah. I do. Goodreads is like, it's a social media uh, website or app that, that allows you to. Share books with your friends. You can say, like, this is my rating. You can shelve things. You can make all sorts of different you can make shelves. Reviews. You can make reviews. What I, are your reviews I on Goodreads that you follow? 
No, not really. I follow Anne. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I know who you mean. And she yeah. reviews a lot of graphic novels. Graphic novels. Yeah. She's pretty funny. See, I use it for different things. Like I, I put all of my like these. These are Halloween reads. These are yeah. Christmas reads. Uh, I script. So I'm when I'm yeah. looking to direct a show and I'm thinking about scripts I've read. That's my yeah. first place. I've Go got a good read. See what I've read over the years. I've read like, so many graphic novels and superhero comics that each character gets a shelf. That's that's crazy. I don't have that quite so. I've read 24 Captain America graphic novels. Good for you. According to good. I have a. I have my Star Trek Star Wars reading separated, but I have not gone through and put like I keep Superman, Star Wars, Batman separated from science fiction. From science fiction, that makes sense. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today are those books that we've always wanted to get to that we just haven't gotten yeah. to. Maybe so, some tactics. I might get rid of some today. I yeah, that's a good idea. This this two reads so, thing, it's it's gotta stop. Well, let me tell you what I do. Okay. Okay. I my two read list on Goodreads are only books that I actually have. That are like in my house taking up space because I'm determined really? to read them. Yeah. So not even like books that you can get at the library. Correct. That's madness. I don't even include them. Because like I really like I I sort of had to stop myself from like going to thrift store. Like whenever I'm at a thrift store, I'm like, oh, it's a Robert Parker book. I think I'll grab it. I don't do that anymore. Hmm. But for a while I was just doing that, and so it was a good way for me to tell whether or not I had it. So it's helpful huh. with series, but yeah. See, I only use my two read lists for things that are like actually taking up space in my life that I want to read. The thing is, and the, mine is way he- heavier than yours. So. The uh, the Goodreads app. It's a sickness that I have. on your phone. Yeah, you can scan barcodes of books. Yeah, yeah, you can. And so every time I'm like, oh, this looks good. I'm gonna want to read it, but not forget it. Yeah. So I scan the book and then add it to my to read pile. That's a good and idea. And it sits there for years. Yeah. So yep. five years apparently right now. Yep. So. Uh, okay. So you only put books that you own. Yeah. I put books that I own. Okay. I put books that the library has. Okay. I put books that I see in bookstores. All right. I put books that I hear about. On Sometimes all I put books that are about subjects that I want to read about someday. Wow. So it's getting, uh, it's getting crazy. And these, yeah, these aren't books that are just sitting on my, uh, nightstand next to me. Well, this, for, for me, one of my, uh. From I put this on my shelf July twenty fifth two thousand eleven, so it's been. I think that's when we started using Goodreads. Probably because we used to use Facebook's virtual bookshelf. Yes, I use that too. And yeah. then it became Goodreads. Yeah, Goodreads. We've been using Goodreads since like the beginning. Yeah, that's true. So we're kind of like Goodreads founding members. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but I've I've always wanted to read Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Is that like the by John Le Carre? Is that just been sitting there forever? It has. It's the oldest one on my list, and uh, like. I've always wanted to read it. I have not seen the movie with... Uh, it's one of those ones... It's a little Gary Oldman. Con- it's a little confusing. Yeah, Gary Oldman's in the movie. It's confusing because it's... It, it, it sort of interweaves several because it's, it's technically the first in what's known as the Carla trilogy. So if you don't know John Le Carre... Carla! Known primarily for espionage fiction. And, and this is one of his most famous, I would say, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy. So Tinker Tailor is book one in the Carla trilogy... But the primary character in this is uh, George Smiley, who is not not a typical agent, kind of a, a desk sort of agent. And this is actually book five in the George Smiley series, so it's it's a little confusing. And I don't really know. It's not particularly long. It's not particularly dense. I just have never read it, and I don't know why. I always think, I'm going to read Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and I haven't read it. I, do you know of it? Yeah, I... Haven't had any desire to read it. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you like... You don't really like spy. You don't really read a lot of spy stuff, do you? Do I read spy stuff? No. Right. Okay. No. Yeah. No. I guess I've read some. I mean, I love The Born Identity. I like um, November Man. You're talking about the books when you say Born Identity. That should be a, a thing you, you state. Yes. Because everybody likes the movies the except book, for you. The book by Robert Ludlum. I love that book. Okay. I like uh, Bill, or Bill Granger's November Man series. Okay. Uh, I like James Bond, you know. Yeah. Those are probably the, the the tops for me. I'm not a huge Tom Clancy fan. I've, it's his stuff is a little too dense for me. I read some good Tom but, Clancy. Have you Rainbow Six? I haven't read Rainbow Six. Hover Red October. I was like I finished it and was like, well, I liked that, but man, there yeah. was a lot to wade through to yeah. get to the end of this book. Again. So I don't know. Anyway, so Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I mean, one of these days, I'm just gonna pick it yeah. up and read it. You know? The the book that's sitting here, as in, as my longest uh, member of my to-read pile is Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Hmm. So, because I watched uh, uh, Aguia, The Hand of God. I I can't remember the title of the movie. I know what you mean. Okay. It's a great movie. Uh, It's an old foreign film. Um, 
and it's been like, well, now I gotta read Heart of Darkness, and I just have not gotten to it. Mm. And there have been times where I'm like, I've held it in my hand, I'm like, time to read Heart of Darkness, and then it doesn't happen. I also have Townie by Andre Dubas III. Okay. He, the Townie is about his life growing up and becoming a writer and a boxer and everything. It takes place in Haverhill, Massachusetts. He grew, hey. up, he grew up in that area. So did you just work? Yeah. So I, I just want to read for that purpose. But that's been there forever. Huh. And also, I've had it in my hand. I'm like, time to read Townie. So what's the first one? What was that called again? Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness. Yeah. Why do you think you haven't read it? I don't know, man. I've got a lot of like classic kind of pulp stuff that like I have to read. Catch-22, Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I love Tarzan. Pride and Prejudice. Book one of Tarzan is great. But they just they just set that. The one's a future king. Hmm. I'm just very rarely in the mood for super old classics like that. Mm-hmm. I have a real like this is this is a, a weakness of like my red list is that I, I I've read like every illustrated classic that exists, but there's a lot of classics that it yeah. seems like everyone in the world but me has read, yeah. and I just haven't jumped you know what? in. I'm doing no. this right now. I'm taking Clash of Kings off my to read list. It's and George R. R. Martin's yeah. second book in the Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones series, yeah, Song yeah. of Ice and Fire. I read the first one, and the second one's been sitting here forever. Hmm. Do you think it helps to keep series on your to-read list? Like, I've read the first book. Should I keep the second book on my to-read list? If you're not going to read it. Right, but even if I want, like, I've read the first four Wheel of Time books. I'm probably going to read the fifth one. Should I have the fifth one on my to-read book? I feel like yes, because then, you know, you could sort of be, like, leafing through and be like, oh, yeah, the fifth book, I ought to read that. Okay. That's a good little reminder. So do you, you use to-reads as a reminder of things you need to read? Yeah, I do. All right. Well, listeners, right now, I don't want to read uh, Clash Clash of Kings. Kings. No one's going to judge you for that. Here's another one. Uh, By Nightfall by Michael Cunningham. Some people might judge me for that. They might. (laughs) Uh, Michael Cunningham, if you're familiar with the name, it's probably because he won the Pulitzer Prize for the book The Hours, which was then made into a movie with Nicole Kidman. What's on your jury list? Uh, Not The Hours. I've never... Never really wanted to read the hours, but he's got one called By Nightfall, which just appeals to me. I don't know mm. why. It's got a great cover. It's sort of um, what's that sepia toned? It's a sepia toned uh, cover with a flower on it. Yeah, it's your own question there, but I picked it up. I've wanted to read it for a long time, and I just don't. I don't know why. I guess because I feel like it's going to be a really like it's going to be really intense, and it's going to be yeah. like I want to like commit to this. I think mm. a lot of the time. The books that I really want to read, the books that sit here for a long, long time, are books that like I know I'm going to want a big chunk of time to just rope hmm. off, and I haven't had that kind of time lately. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're busy reading other stuff. So, yeah. When, tell you what, when going through your to-read list, yeah. when you pick a new book, like when you, uh, when you finish a book, you're like, oh, i got to pick a new book, yeah. and you don't have one plan, how often do you use your to-read list? As opposed to... Just looking around the house. Yeah, no, I think I mostly, um, I go into the, I have a, one room in my house is like one wall is all bookshelves. And yeah. I have like most of the things that I want to read up there on that wall. So I usually stand there for like 40 minutes while I pick up a book. Yeah, and say, I've seen like, that in real time. What do you think about this? Should I read this? And my wife's like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And then I'll like read her the first couple lines and she'll be like, yeah, yeah, that one. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. So it's. Uh, so you don't actually use your Goodreads to read list to pick your next book. No, I guess I don't. So what do you what do you use it for? Just the reminder that you have to read something? That's a good question. I guess like when I when I when I'm like at a bookstore or a thrift shop or whatever, yard sale and I pick up some books, right. I usually put them on my to reads list okay. just to kinda of like keep them in the running. I mean I don't I sometimes I look at it, but it seems like usually I either have a few things mapped out or You put graphic novels on your to read list. And I don't get that. That would be crazy for me. I put them on when I have them. Oh, okay. But still, so, it's, it's weird to me. I, I don't put any graphic novels on my to-read list. Just like, like currently reading. Just, I'm going to read them, but yeah. I, couldn't, I wouldn't have enough. Yeah. I, well, the hours... I have too much, I mean. By Nightfall is just... I don't know. It's one of those books. And I see on Goodreads that uh, a mutual friend of ours, shout out to Carly, has given it five stars. Well, there you go. So, I mean, there's another reason why I should read it. So maybe I will. I mean, I definitely will. It's just when. The question is when. What else do you have, sport? Oh, to read list? To read I've list. got so much nonfiction. I mean, when I'm like, mm. oh, I want to read about ancient Rome someday. Yeah. I find like the best books on ancient Rome that have like the best ratings and add it to my to read list. Hmm. Um, some plays, 
whole lot of science fiction. I was, as you know, I am in an ongoing process for the rest of my life <laughs> of trying to read through the Hugo winners, yes. the Nebula winners. So I add a bunch of those and like, oh, I'm going to want to read this sometime because I don't want to just open up like the list, I guess. Hmm. So there's a whole lot of that. There's chunks where you can tell it's like, oh, we're starting to get into yeah. the list here. Yeah. If you go by dates and everything. Okay. You got um, one? Does one stand out to you the most? Man, there's so many. I I need to read Forever Peace. It's the sequel to Forever War. I need to read Double Star. I need to be read The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, Left Hand of Darkness, Gods Themselves. I'm not going to go through it all. Okay. Um, I put books that, yeah, I buy, and then they sit there. Yeah. And So you you don't use that. Sometimes I use I use this. Sometimes I get very committed. I'm like, I'm going to put the three books I want on the top of my to-read list, and uh, then I'm going to read through them. I've, no, I've done that. And I do that. Yeah, I've done that. And then other times, I'm like, well, I just finished this. What do I want to read? And then I just look around. I'm like, I'm in the mood for this. And that's how I end up reading, like, Girl on the Train. I was just yeah. in the mood to read something like that. But it, was, yeah. it wasn't it was on my to-read list. Yeah. So. Yeah, not everything I read is from my to-read list. Yeah. yeah. I have, here's another one. I, I picked up this book probably in a thrift store forever ago. Mm-hmm. I really like the cover. Uh, it's Ray Bradbury's Dandelion Wine. That's on mine. Have you read it? No, no it's on it's my to-read to list. Read list. Yeah. I understand. Listen to the words I say I know. and I then know. respond. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I see I have some friends here who've read it. I haven't read <laughs> tons of Ray Bradbury. I've read uh, Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. I and mean, that's it. So, uh, that's it? I've read yeah. the... And, I mean, Dandelion uh, Wine's kind of interesting because it's, uh, it's Greentown Book 1. So there's four books that sort of use that same... Setting. I didn't even realize that. Something Wicked This Way Comes is book two, Greentown. Okay. Didn't know that. Uh, but I want to read that too. It's not on my list because I don't have it. So, oh boy. What's the question I want to ask about your to read? Sure, I don't know. Do you... Are you just hoping you'll figure out the question? By the yeah, if I, if I start talking. Okay. Do you know... Wow. Well, I mean... It's like actual time. Yeah, go ahead. You asked me a question about to read files. Oh well, do you feel are you more having a big? Less, well, go ahead. Are you more or less likely to read something if it's on your to read list? Ye- see, I like to see the number yes. go down. I like to see like, oh look at that, I'm chipping away at my. File. That's the problem. The number like hasn't that. gone down; it's only gone up. I oh. don't know if it's helped me. Okay. <laughs> do so maybe you ever not. find yourself maybe paralyzed by your to read pile? I I mean I often have trouble deciding what I want to read next, mm-hmm. especially now because I'm leading the library book club, so I have to like those kind of take precedence. Mm-hmm. So when I I try to finish those quickly so that I can move on to whatever I want, but okay. then I feel like oh my gosh I have this like two week window where I can read whatever I want. Yeah. I have to hurry up. So it's hard too because I have this huge list, and then we're always talking about like what's coming up, mm-hmm. and I think like oh my gosh I want to read that brand new book, you know. So it's, right. it's hard. It's difficult. Here's an article. Uh, it's from Book Riot. It's okay. It's called How to Spring Clean Your Goodreads uh, to be Read by, uh, is this by what got Amanda you? Dial. Is this what got you going? It is. It made okay. me think about it. You, you tell me if you think any, because you're not, so from talking about like your to read pile and everything, it doesn't seem like you're very likely to go through your to read pile and go delete, delete, delete. No, I've done that. Have you? Yeah, I did some when I was preparing for this. So oh, really? You should have saved them and then out. told me. I should have. Well, Do you I'll remember you. anything you deleted? Yeah, I was, um, I picked up a stack of Margaret Truman's uh, Capital Crime series. Okay. So, um, actually, I got some of these that time we were in Mount Morris. Okay. But uh, I, I read, a co- I read I think, maybe one, and I really liked it. And I was like, oh, I should pick up some of these again. And so I did. But then I realized it's it's only a series in that it's written by the same author and they're basically set in Washington, D.C. Okay. They don't have the same central characters. They don't really flow together. Right. And I don't know. That just made me not interested in it. Okay. So I got rid of those. All right. Well, this is uh, these are the things she suggests about going through your to-read pile for spring okay. cleaning. Removing things from your to-read. Okay. So, rating. Going... Uh, going on Goodreads and seeing any books that you want to read and mm-hmm. looking at their average rating. Yeah. And she tends to get rid of something if it has a, if it's below 3.5 stars. You know, I guess I just, I don't really put a whole lot of stock in that. The Goodreads ratings? Yeah. Because it's I just, don't either because... It's just people's opinions. Yeah, know? there's some books that I've given one stars that everybody loves. Yeah. And then there's the opposite. So I'm me like, and this book looks great. Yeah. So I guess again we've talked about this before. You and Ender's Game. But when I'm like rating a book, because I, uh-huh. I have I, long before Goodreads, I kept like a tally in college. I would in my daily planner, I would be like, finish this book, started this book. 
Um, and so I've always kept a tally separate. And I never feel like when I give something like a, you know, a, a star rating, I don't feel like I'm speaking for the world. Like, yeah. based on this criteria, this book is not a good book. Right. I just feel like, well, it didn't work for me for whatever reason, mm -hmm. and so I'm going to give it a low rating. Yeah. Not because I think that the book is, like, bad, it's just I didn't enjoy it. Right. That's the only thing I put into my ratings. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to use that one either, because, like, as we said. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, we, you and I always argue about Goodreads ratings. Yeah. Because, like, I see three as, like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But you don't. You see three as being a better rating than that. Yeah. 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 So I guess I feel like three is, if I'm like, meh, it's fine. I would give something three stars if I wasn't really bored, mm -hmm. I enjoyed it, and was like, okay, I'm done with that. I would give something four stars if I was like, oh, that was good. Yeah. And I would give something five stars if I was like, oh my gosh. See, I tend to give four stars to things if I think like that was really good, but like five stars is when I love it. Yeah. Four is when I'm like, that was great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm deleting uh, Robert Chernow's Alexander Hamilton. Really? I'm not going to read the book. I'm oh. just going to listen to the musical. Okay. You know what? And if that makes me an uneducated ignoramus, then so be it. So be it. Wow. So, Bold. Uh, all right, um, genre. She suggests going through your to repile by genre. Like maybe you're burnt out on a particular gene, then you just delete them. Mm, I do try to bounce around. I try not to read too many of yeah. like too many mysteries in a row, or you know. Well, if you're just picking to... based off of the genre, then you can always just go back and add more things to you it. You know, I also I have like a a list of series and authors that I like, you know, be like Grisham, Robert Parker, mm -hmm. whatever. And so if I'm stumped, I'll sort of look at that list and be like, okay, well, I read that, I read that. Oh, I haven't read one of those in a while. I'll grab mm -hmm. that. So that kind of helps me too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, classics. Can you live without reading some of the classics? If mm -hmm. you want to read classic, go ahead. But um, maybe you, uh, you know, maybe we keep these classics on here. Maybe I'm keeping what classic? Catch twenty two on this list because I want people to think I'm a well read reader. I don't think that's why you're doing it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't think so. Well, I've got the brothers. How do you say their name? Brothers Karmakov. Oh, actually, I was just looking at that. I know, but I do kind of want to read that. I, I picked up when I worked at the <laughs> Houghton College Library. We got a donated copy of it. And it was all beat up, too beat up for us to add to the collection. And right. I started thumbing through it, and I was like, Oh wow, this is actually. Yeah. It starts strong. It's you know it's compelling. So I would like to read that someday. See, speaking of genres, you can see I added two uh, Snow Crash and uh, Accelerando or Celerando or mm -hmm. whatever it's called, and they're both two of the higher rating cyberpunk novels that I have found. Cyberpunk. And I added them when I started playing uh, whatever stamp, you want to call stamp, it, stamp. Um, the game Netrunner. I see. So was that it? Oh, apparently I want to read Bridge of Birds. The Chronicles of Master Lee and Number Ten Ox. Here's one that I've like come around. I've circled around it a lot. That Stephen King's It. Ooh, it's, no, thank you. I know it's supposed to be like, you know, his masterpiece or whatever. But it just it freaks me out. I don't and think I'm going to so read Desert big. God. I'm going to delete Desert God. Okay, it's so big, you know, right? And spooky. I just I don't know, but I would like to read it. It's right. one that I would like to have read. Okay. So I don't know. Are you have no interest in that one? No. Not All right, really. but you want to read Pet Cemetery? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have quite a few Stephen King books on here, and I do plan to read them. Uh, let's see. Series. She mentioned series. Okay. Um, in terms of, you know. Yeah, well, I've done that. Them. I mean, I, I got rid of, like I said, I got rid of Capital Crimes. Uh, sometimes it's like, it's hard. You've read a couple of books. Uh, Tarzan is another one. I loved the first Tarzan. I, I powered through the second one. Third one was okay. But then it just... You know the premise gets away from it. Tarzan is really only cool when you got like Tarzan on an island with Jane. Yeah, and they're like fighting lions and stuff. It, yeah. When he becomes like a spy, a secret agent, mm -hmm. it's not fun anymore. So, yeah, I think getting rid of of um, series is a good way to do it. Okay. Because, she also suggests all right uh, taking books off that you own that you have a physical copy of. <laughs> uh, no, because then you can just go to your bookshelf and see those. Yeah. How do you feel about guess, that? Well, I, mean, I guess I just like to have them. I like to have them so, like, if I'm out somewhere and I'm... I guess because I, I, I'm a big thrift store shopper yeah. and I like to look through the book sections. And sometimes I think, like, oh, I've always wanted to read this book, yeah. but I don't remember if I had it or not. So it's a helpful way for me to remember I that. keep. I think I keep a lot of nonfiction on my to-read list because it's 
I'm just not going to get to it anytime soon, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Even though it's, like, cool stuff, like becoming a tiger, you know, how baby animals grow up yeah. and learn to live in the wild. I'd love sure. to read that. So it's been, But it's been sitting here since I went to Disney World. Mm. So just a lot of stuff, man. Hey, Lincoln Lawyer's on my to-read list. Oh, that's great. That is a great book. That's um, so. Michael Connolly. Yeah. Did you just delete it? You can tell me the truth. No, I'm deleting Tome of the Undergates by Sam Sykes. I want to do a, um, a John a Michael Connolly spotlight sometime, so you should well, read Lincoln Lawyer so we can gonna, talk about I'm it. I'm just going to lie down. I got my, my very favorite author, Jack Finney. Mm-hmm. I've got two of his books on my two-read list. One is his nonfiction, Forgotten News. The other, I Love Galesburg in the Springtime. When we mentioned this in one of the early episodes, this uh, I Love Galesburg in the Springtime is the last of Jack Finney's fiction that I've yet to read. My wife gave it to me as a wedding present. We're coming up on our 10th anniversary. Ooh. And I'm going to read it. You and Jack Finney? No, Hillary, uh, my wife and I. I'm going to I'm going to read it. Okay. I've Good saved job, it. Man. I've saved it for 10 years, but it seems like now's <laughs> the time. So, All right. So, that do one you, will soon be coming off. Do you have your to read list right now? Um, do you have like your first, the book you want to read the most no. next in order? No, right. I've done that before, but it, I never really well, stick with it. So. According to my to read list. Yes. I want to read Alloy of Law, which is one of the is Mistborn 4. By Brandon Sanderson next. Oh, you like those. And then I want to read David Brin's Existed next. Hmm. Do you so. find that to be true? Is that no, you, okay. because if it was true, uh, lest there be darkness, or lest darkness fall. But that was pretty high up. Okay. There's another book called The Sleeping Dragon, which is about a bunch of teens that get trapped in their fantasy gaming world. Uh-huh. That's also on that list of D&D uh-huh. inspired things. Uh-huh. So I might pick that up and just try to stay in that like mode okay but anyways it's not very it's not very accurate anymore it okay. depends on the if i'm in a mood the whole to read order changes yeah and i'm like oh, that's I why i really mess with it things. because yeah. i try to just like whatever i feel like here's one uh for whom the bell tolls by ernest hemingway that's i've read been on my list for i've read while. nothing by ernest hemingway yeah. have you no but it's on my list i've had a copy of that it's a cool copy too i mean it's it's a neat looking copy and i've wanted to read it for a while and uh, my wife and I just watched Woody Allen's Midnight in Paris last night, yeah. in which Hemingway plays a big role. So it made yeah. me think about it even more that I should just pick it up and read it. So got it. It's on there. Um, all right, man. I don't have anything else to say about your read pile. I guess not. All right. Um, do you keep a to read pile next to your bed? No, no, not really. I I try. I see. I used to just comics for me. I used to always <laughs> just have one book going at any given time I never yeah. and my wife's the exact opposite she'll have five or six I swear and she just kind of like but I feel like reading this one and I just I hate reading like before that. I started working here but, I used to be reading two books at a time did you yeah see and I for me it's the opposite before I would always only have one book going but now with the book clubs and everything yeah. I tend to have two or three well when I first started here I, I tried having a book for me being read and a yeah. YA book so yeah. I was but it just came to a point like, oh, if I want to finish this YA book, I better just. I know. Stick with well, it. that's the thing. That's what happens. I usually so, reach a point where I'm like, yeah. forget it. I'm going to power through and finish this yeah. book. So. Well, I think I'm going. What do I got right now? After deleting like three while we've been talking, I just have 212 <laughs> books on this to read list. I have 271. Wow. All right, tell me. Let's let's do this right now. You and me. We're gonna we're gonna take one of these books off by reading it. So right give, now? Yeah, just tell me tell me one that you're going to read in the next, let's say, month. One of these that you're just going to get off the list. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. You, uh, you tell I'll, me yours. Okay, I'll tell you first. See, I don't I, think I'm going to read the Mason. Quite a long time ago, I had this great... Well, that doesn't count. I picked up this really cool little vintage, like, dime paperback copy of Truman Capote's Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> and I've never read it. I've never seen the movie. I, like, know nothing about it. But the book is just... It's such a cool-looking little book. Mm. I think that's the one. I think I'm going to pick that up after I finish my next book. I don't know. Wow, you're making some horrible Well, faces. you know what happens? I don't, but I'm I don't add... Me. I tend not to add a lot of YA books to my to-read list. Okay. But then, like, a new YA book will come in, and I'll read it yeah. because I feel like I have to. Yeah. Because of my job. Right. So I don't... All right, in the next couple of wow. weeks... Jeez, I'm... So after I finish I don't, this, I don't mean to give you an ulcer. I either, just... either Snow Crash, which is the cyberpunk book, okay, or the Snow Queen by John uh, Joan Duvigel, okay, which or Vinge. All right, that's true. That's two. Okay. Or maybe the Sleeping Dragon. Three. Maybe the Alloy of Law. You're just saying your Ooh, whole list. I've got the fourth book in that. Uh, I say Legend Allo- of the Five Ring book. I say Alloy of Law. That's what I think you should go with. Yeah. Brando Sando. Get yeah. in there. 
Okay. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in as we talk about our two read piles. Remember, you can always rate us on uh, on iTunes or SoundCloud. Don't rate this episode. Or YouTube. <laughs> uh, so you, you can find new episodes uh, where we post first to SoundCloud, and then, of course, uh, feeds are picked up by iTunes. We're on YouTube. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter us at, at All the Books Show. Uh, you can always contact us on Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library. Or email us at wellsville at stls.org. I'm uh, Dusk versus Tweak on Twitter. He sure is. You don't want to give out your Twitter? I don't, I don't feel I need you're to. You're afraid of fans being too no. with you on Twitter? No. That's, that's fine. Not, no. All right. So what do we got library news coming up? I have the Hornell Area Wind Ensemble coming Wednesday at 7.30, yeah. May 4th. Wednesday, May 4th. So I, I love the stuff. They've they got some Sousa marches. They're doing some stuff for Man of La Mancha. It's, it's all sorts of like it's some Americana. It's some Broadway. It's yeah. pop. I mean, it's just it's going to be a cool concert. So we're looking forward to that one. Got some movies coming up. We're showing Alice in Wonderland. The Tim Bur- Burton version, uh-huh. 6.30 on uh, May 10th, I think it is. Tuesday. It's a Tuesday night. That's a view, man. Getting ready for the, uh, the sequel that's coming out, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Yeah. So book clubs are currently reading... Um, Number One Ladies Detective Agency, The Imperfectionist by Tom Rockman, and Cinder by Marissa Meyer. That's true. You're reading Cinder. Oh, you were reading it, because I've already read it. That's right. Uh, yeah, and f- I mean, we already talked about the Zoomobile that's coming in a few weeks, but yep. we got the Teen Photography Show going on right now, so oh, yes. come into the library, yeah, check seriously. out photos, and this vote is, uh, for your favorite photo. I feel like this is maybe the, f- I don't know. Six. This is the sixth. This is the sixth annual. The sixth. This is, I don't know if it's the biggest ever, but it's among the biggest, certainly the biggest that I've seen. So it's, uh, we, uh, we have entries from just all over the county. Yeah. Um, all sorts of different stuff, some yeah. really good stuff, some really yeah. impressive stuff. So this is open whenever the library is open, so please stop in and check out. There's a little ballot box you can vote for your favorite. Yep, and that, the one, the winner, the entry that gets the most public uh, votes wins the $25 Cash prize, nice. the teen winner. So your votes do count for this. Uh, they will affect a teen's economy. Yeah, a yeah. teen's weekend. Yeah, a teen's That's night true. out. That's <laughs> true. I took a picture and now I'm going out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and some of them are really good. We have about 52 entries. Did you already say that? I didn't say the number. Okay, yeah, yeah, 52 so, entries. So um, and they're all different. You know, some are world travelers. Some are right. Yeah. Here, some are pictures that are taken right here in uh, Allegheny County. Yeah. So. And then on May 3rd, we'll have our open reception where um, all those teens will, I mean, they can, maybe not all of them, but the, yeah. you know, you can come in and uh, see the photos. There'll be food and, or snacks and yeah. uh, we'll announce the winners there. So it'll be a good time. Good times. And then, uh, yeah, Teen Anime Club every Wednesday at yeah. 6.30. Tech Labs. Uh, did I say 6.30? I meant 5.30. 5.30. Tech Labs are... Uh, tech Labs are Wednesday and Friday, 10 to 12. Sign up for your own Bye. one-on-one yeah. private session. Hey, when do our uh, our Saturday hours change? I guess in like three months. Yeah. So never mind. It's quite a ways away. Yep. So yep. anything else? Any other crazy news? Hmm. No. <laughs> no, I guess not. Okay. <laughs> um, All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you in episode 37. Man, we are getting up there. What are we going to do when we hit 40? Are we still going? Bye. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What do you want to do?